fish. Last week was a little different. Last week we talked about fishing for others. Now today we're going to talk about fishing for yourself. Okay, now I know we say a lot of times around here, it's not about us anymore. Well, it's not. That's not the focus. But you remember what he said? He said, when you seek first the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added to you. You get those things when you seek him first. So let's talk about going fishing for ourselves this morning. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, uh, give a boy a fish or, or a man a fish. I've always quoted, give a boy a fish. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Give a man, or teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. You know, and, and, and this, this is so who we are at 2911. You know, we, you know I, I've pastored those churches where everything rode on my shoulders. Anything that, you know, it's like uh, anybody that needed anything, we had to. And, and you know, it was, just, it was just constant. The church had to figure out a way to meet every single need of every single, you know, it's like you're just running around trying to fix all things all the time. You know, and God finally, you know, helped me realize that, wait a minute, that, that's really not my job here because, you know, if I'm, man, if I'm finding direction for you, if I'm, if I'm doing all of the study, if all of the word that you're getting is what you're getting right now, if I'm doing that for you, man, we're, we're just, you know, we're just turning people into, into, you know, just big old Christian babies. I mean, you know, we're just spoon feeding them and all that. And that's not what God called us to do. God called us to give tools. So that, so that those who receive the tools are then able to feed themselves. We're not here to give you, you know, that story uh, of where Jesus fed 5,000. You know, uh, yeah, there are times when we give out. And like, this is a time that we give out. We give out. Uh, you know, in, in our kids' ministry this morning, we're giving out. You know, there are times we do that in, in community blessings and events that we do. We, we give out. But our focus is not to just give out. Our focus is also to teach the thing you need to get this morning is, this is who 2911 is. We're not here to hand it all to you. We're here to teach you how to get it. Not for an hour and 10 minutes on a Sunday. We're here to teach you how to get it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single week of your year, every year of your life. That's what we're here for. Okay, so let me take you to a scripture about fishing, okay, because we're talking about going fishing, all right? So relate everything, okay, to spiritual stuff when I'm talking about fishing, but I'm going to take you to a scripture about fishing, okay? And this is John chapter 21, and we're going to read uh, several verses here. We're going to really take our time going through it and breaking down a little bit. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing, okay? Uh, this was after Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he's already appeared to them, and, uh, you know, they, they, know he's, they know he's risen again, and, and now they kind of just sit around. They don't know what to do, and Simon Peter said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go fishing. You know, so he, he decided he'd go fishing. You remember what I told you last week about this fishing thing? Is that Jesus didn't tell them, stop, don't ever fish anymore. I want you to come follow me and don't ever fish. No, he said, come with me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. So he didn't change or do away with what they already knew. He just used it. He turned it into something. He, he took what they already knew how to do, and he made it an amazing thing, and they were going to be able to start reaching men. So here Simon Peter is, you know, Jesus is de dead, you know, he's not right there, but he's risen again, so now he's back, but he's not right there all the time, and so he said, I don't know anything to do except go fishing. He did what he, you need to get that. He did what he knew to do. Have you ever been in a place where you just wonder, where's God? Why isn't God speaking to me right now? I don't hear anything from God. What do you do in those times? You do what you know how to do. 
You might not have the answer for 10 years down the road, but you know what needs to be done right now. I mean, you know, if for some reason God has not spoken to me, you know, about five minutes ago, before five minutes ago, if God had not spoken to me what the message needs to be for today, you know, I would have found something to share with you guys because it's time to do that. It's time, I would have found something to share with you guys. I would have found, because this is something I know how to, I know how to take a scripture and and break it down. And so I'll feed you some way. I believe God has given us, given us some direction for this message. But what I'm saying is, is even if you don't have direction, you know some things to do. I mean, you know, I I mean, you know, God doesn't have to wake you up tomorrow morning and say, hey, it's time to get up out of bed and go to work because you need to provide for your family and take it. He doesn't have to do that to you, does he? I wonder about some people, that's what they're waiting on. They're waiting on God to kick them out of bed, you know, to go get a job or whatever. But, you know, we, we know that to do something, so we just need to do what we already know to do. So what do you know how to do? What is it that you know to do? And I don't mean just the spiritual stuff, but, but you know, what is it that you know how to do with your hands? What is it you know? How do you, how do you think? How do you operate? What is it you know how to do? Okay? And so the rest of the disciples, back to the scripture, says, we'll come to. They, they said, we're going to come to. Okay, so here's, here's a good point for you. Find yourself some good fishing partners. You know, one, one of the best ways to learn something is not reading a book. Come on. <laughs> or Googling it, fishing for bass. You know, and Google it, you know, and say, how do you fish for bass? You know, the best way to learn something, I mean, the quickest and best way to learn something is find somebody that knows how to do it and go hang with them. You know, say, I want to go fishing with you. And, and Simon Peter was a good fisherman. You know, that's the way he made his living. And so the rest of the disciples said, we're going with you. They didn't know what else to do either. But Simon Peter knows how to fish. So we're going to go with Simon Peter. We're going to maybe learn how to fish. They went with him. So, so find yourself some good fishing partners. You know, and that is one of the things that a good church is supposed to do. Uh, according to Romans, that's one of the things we're supposed to do is that we're not supposed to, you know, We're not supposed to bait your hook. You ever taught anybody to fish? If you teach somebody to fish, you don't bait their hook for them. You know what you do is you show them how you bait your hook and then you hand them a worm and say, here, now you do it. You know, you don't bait their hook for them and you don't, you know, you don't scoop the, you don't, you know, lip their fish for them. You tell them how to lip it, you know, if you're bass fishing or whatever, you know, you, you, you don't do that for them. You show them how to do it and then you back off and you let them do it. That's what a good church does. A good church gives their people opportunities, shows them how, and says, here's the way to start fishing for yourself and start getting the stuff for yourself. Here's the way to get the fish for yourself. As long as you're baiting the hook of the person in the boat beside you, they'll never learn how to bait. I mean, you got to get some worm guts on you, you know, if you're going to ever learn how to fish for yourself, right? I mean, you got to learn to stick that thing. Or you ever fish with catawba worms? You know, I mean, those are some nasty things. But you got to get some of that juice on you if you're ever going to learn how to do that. And the same thing, spiritually speaking, you got to get some of it on you. And and as long as you're letting, you know, a, a preacher or you're letting a singer or you're letting someone who wrote a book do it for you, you know, you're never getting there. You've got you've to get some of that on you. You've got to feel what it's like and know what it's like and say, wait a minute, this didn't kill me to have to read a whole chapter of the Bible in one day. This didn't, you know, like that's what my wife thinks about catawba worm juice, you know. You know it, it's going, this didn't kill me to have to do this. This actually was a wonderful experience. You don't, you don't do it for them. You give up. That's what a good church does. We give opportunities like small groups. You know, if you want to find good fishing partners, let me tell you a great place to find good spiritual fishing partners. I'm talking spiritually here, is in a small group. 
Because you know what you're going to find there? You're going to find people because you just, you just saw the video and it talked about all the small groups. And you know what you're going to find there? You're going to find people coming to that group who have the same likes that you like, you know, have the same things. And, you know, uh, or maybe you're struggling with the same struggles you have, yet they're in a different place. Maybe they're a little farther ahead of you. Or maybe they're behind you and you're actually the one who is, maybe you're going to receive something from one and then you're going to give something to somebody else. That, that's one of the things, that, that is one of the most important things that a church does for its people is give opportunity. We're giving you an opportunity to fish today. Sign up for the fishing, you know, the, the fishing tournament for the rest of this semester. It's called small groups back there. Sign up, connect with some other, because I, I mean, finding an old angler, you know, somebody who has been around the lake for a while and they know where all the places are and everything. I mean, you know, just like, I don't know if you've ever been in a boat a whole lot, but you know, it's really good if you're on a a brand new lake for the first time, have somebody with you that's been there that says, now this area right over here is shallow. You hit that going, you know, 50 miles an hour, you're going to be out of the boat because it's going to flip you out. I mean, it's too, it's too shallow there. So, you know, it's good to have someone like that that understands, understands the lake and has been there. And here's your opportunity. 2911 is giving it to you today. And you know what? I, I, I can't pick you up and, and bring you to a, 20, uh, to, to a small group. I can't get the card out of the back of the, the, the chair in front of you and fill it out and say, now you need to be at this. You say, here, here, here's, I guess, a little bit of the problem we have. We, we kind of uh, treat church like it's middle school. Y'all know middle school or elementary school, you remember? And maybe even some of you from high school. And one of the things that blows kids away when they go to college is the professors not sending note, notes home in college to their parents and saying, Johnny didn't do his homework today, and if he doesn't get his homework done, then he is not going to be, you know, that's one of the things that blows uh, young adults away is because the professor doesn't care if I get my work done or not. You know, he doesn't care, does he? And, you know, he just, he just expects you to do it. And, you know, and some people flunk out real quick because they don't have that drive to do it for themselves. You got to figure out, this is not middle school or, or even maybe even high school. You got to do this for yourself because I'm not there tomorrow. I'm preaching a message, but I'm not there tomorrow. You know, and, and the people in your small group, they're not going to be there with you all the time, but they're going to be with you some of the time. And you'll learn to fish. Things like even ministry teams around here. You know, a lot of people think working on a ministry team is working. And, and uh, I really like to not use the term work because, you know, you know, you know that saying that, you know, find a, a job that you love, a vocation that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Find a ministry team in the church that you love, and you will never work in church again. Because it just lights your fire when you wake up on a Sunday morning and say, like, I, you know, I think all the time, I used him just a few weeks ago at a growth track, but Ricky Brasher, I mean, he, he wakes up, I can imagine he wakes up on Sunday morning and it's just like a smile comes across his face immediately. I get to go be with kids all morning long at 2911. I get to go, and, and, and they've actually got it. Let me tell you how, how, how big, how big an impact he has on kids there is they have a rule actually in kids church, no sitting in brother Ricky's lap. Because they can't keep the kids out of his lap. They can't keep the kids from loving him. He has this passion. You know what? He's found it. And he never works. And I asked him that the other day in front of everybody. I said, do you work at kids' church? He said, no. <laughs> he doesn't work because it's his passion. You find that thing. And, and, but here's the other thing. Here's the even deeper thing about serving, serving God through a ministry team. Is by serving, you are, again, connecting with other anglers. Some of them older than you that know things that you don't know. You're connecting with people and making connections. You see, one of the greatest things a church can offer to you to help you fish for yourself is connections. And we do it 
we do it with small groups. We, we do it with uh, being a member of one of the ministry teams. We do it with deeper, our deeper services, third Thursdays, where you can just, you can just stop, take your time. I, I don't preach for a half hour. I just, I just give about a 10, 12-minute devotion, and we go right back into worship again. Uh, dream coaches that we have. You know, I mean, you know, I mean you know, the dream coach program, you know what that is? I mean, that's like saying, hey, you got a problem or you, you, need to, you need to know how to fish a particular area of your life or something. Hey, come here and we're going to put you in a boat with somebody that's already been there and already understands everything about it. I, and I mean, on and on. I, I, I could talk to you on and on about the opportunities, but, but, but the, 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 the very bottom line of this is you won't get it in an hour and 10 minutes. On a Sunday morning, you have to decide, I'm going fishing. I need it. My marriage needs it. My family needs it. My future needs it. You've got to make the decision. Boy, I, I didn't know I was going to spend that much time there, but that's, I mean, if you could really get this, I could probably finish, I could probably just end the sermon right now. You could understand. So let, but let's run through the rest of this. Back to our scripture. So they went out in the boat. Let me talk about boat and tackle boxes right now. You know, there's a lot of people, they're waiting around on, on a big boat so they can go fishing, right? Got to have a big boat because we, you know how we think, don't you? You throw more money at it, that's the solution to everything. Isn't that, isn't that the way we think in human terms? We think, throw more money at it, that's the answer. If I don't have it yet, it's because I'm not spending enough money on it. Let me buy a bigger boat, a faster boat. Let me buy the latest model. Let me can I tell you something? If you don't understand how to use your tackle box, there's not a boat in the world that's going to help you catch fish. I mean, it doesn't begin with the boat. It begins with the little things. The little tackle box and the, and the, and the lures that are there and the, the stuff that is in. If you don't know how to use the stuff in your tackle box, don't, spend, don't waste your money on a big boat because it ain't going to help you. The Word of God says that it's the little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that we're not paying attention to. It's not the big stuff that everybody sees in your life that's a mess. It's those little things that you know you need to work on, you know you need to fix, you know you need to figure out, and you know you need, you need to handle, and you're not handling them. Those are the things. And until you start working on that, you know, you don't need a boat if you don't have a tackle box, you know, unless you're going skiing or something else. But I mean, we're talking about fishing today, right? We're not talking about having fun. We're talking about, we're, we're talking about getting the things that we need in our life. You don't need a boat. If you don't have a tackle box, start learning to use what you already have. I've caught, I've caught some, of the, some of the biggest fish I've ever caught from the bank. Seriously. Uh, the biggest fish I ever caught was catfish, and I caught it from the bank. I, I, I've, I've caught the most fish I've ever caught from the bank. Man, you get in a brim bed, and man, you're just pulling them out, you know, and you might not get enough to eat off of one or two, but you're pulling them out, you know. And, uh, until you learn how to take care of the little things in your life that you already have there. Don't expect God to give you something big and awesome and amazing to put in your life. You'll wreck it. You'll waste it. You won't know how to handle it. So let's pay attention to the little things. Let's go back to our scripture. Uh, so they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Here you go. Decide what you're fishing for. Okay. What were they fishing for that night? It, you know, notice what it says. It says they caught doesn't say they caught no bass, or they caught no brim, or they caught no catfish. doesn't say they caught none of it. It says they caught nothing. So what were they fishing for? What was it that was running that night in the lake where they were fishing? What, what, what kind of fish were schooling or running that night in the lake where they were fishing? Obviously none, right? So, so now, okay, now they're seasoned fishermen, right? 
And, and Simon Peter's supposed to know that kind of thing. So it's almost like he probably is thinking, I know nothing's running tonight, but I don't know, I don't know anything. I'm just going to go fishing. And so he just goes fishing without any particular goal in mind. You need to know what you're fishing for. Because if you're fishing for nothing in particular, that's probably what you're going to catch. Spiritually speaking. Let me give you an example. A lot of times it's easy to, to get, get a truth from an example. If you need some marriage support, if your marriage needs to be strengthened, don't go to a marriage conference run by a guy who's been divorced and married six times. Come on. Amen. Okay. Now, look, it'd be real easy for me to offend somebody here, so, but just hang with me here for just a minute. But find somebody to pour into your marriage whose marriage has endured the tough times or whose marriage was falling apart and was healed by God so they can show you. And maybe they've even been divorced, but God healed them and now they've got a strong marriage. Either they've gone back with their first spouse or God has done some other miracle. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't listen to somebody that's been divorced because sometimes divorce is, sometimes divorce is not your fault. You know, sometimes that happens. But what I'm saying is you can't, you can't put your future in the hands of someone, you know, stop wasting your time fishing, fishing for the things that you don't really need. Because if, if you're not careful, that's exactly what you're doing. You're fishing, for, you're fishing in the places where you don't, where you don't need to be fishing. So, so let me show you, that, show you that here in the scripture. So they went out of the boat. They caught nothing all night. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. Uh, no, we have not. They answered. Uh, so knowing where to not fish is as important as knowing where to fish. You know, if you're fishing in a place and there's no fish, you need to change to another. That's a bad place to fish. There's never, you know, and that's some, an old angler, somebody that's been there. That's something they can say. This is a place. There ain't no fish here. You know, don't, don't waste your time here. Okay, that's a, that's a waste of time if there's no fish. But you also, sometimes you can be in a place where there's bad fish. You ever fish where there are bad fish? I mean, you know, just downstream from a factory that is dumping their stuff into the river. Oh, I've fished there. You know, and you catch them and you got somebody that's, that's from that area. You know, you catch them and say, man, that's a beautiful bass as you're lipping it up, you know. And they're saying, you know, and you're holding it out. You know, so take my picture. And he says, I'll take your picture and I'll put it back in. So you don't want to eat that. Because, and, you know, I don't know because I didn't know there's a factory up there that's pouring, you know, mercury or whatever in the water. I didn't know what's in it, you know. And so you better not eat that. <clears throat> Let me tell you something right here. Just throw this in a little bit. Is you need to be careful. I'm not saying don't do it, but you need to be careful fishing out of town. You see, a lot of times we we get caught up in the big in the big promoted ministries that are out there, those that we don't really know about because they're out of town. And, 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 I, and I know scripture says uh, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country. You know, well, what does that mean? It means we, we are testing them and we're proving them. You need to be in a place to test or prove the ministries that you are putting yourself under. And so you need to be careful. You need to, you need to ask somebody that's, you know, if you, if you are thinking about connecting with a ministry or letting somebody pour into you, you need to, you need to be careful and ask. And you think, so you need to be careful, like, you know, like, going somewhere out of town to fish, you need to find out, are the fish okay to eat here? I mean, do you ever ask that question? I've asked that question before when I'm fishing. Is it okay to eat the fish here? We need to ask that same thing spiritually. Is it okay to fish 
I, you know, and I, and I almost in a way, kind of, I hate to say that, but you almost have to ask, is it okay to fish in this ministry? Will I get something out of this ministry that will nourish my, my relationship with God? If not, you, you, need, you need to be careful there. And so they said, no, they haven't answered. Back to our scripture. No, they, they, they answered, we've not uh, caught anything. Go on. Uh, and and so Jesus said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Okay, so you need to find some good fishing holes. Let me tell you four things to look for so you can know four things to stay away from. And it's, it's really relating to that last thing I was just telling you. I just tried to say it in a more positive way. And, and the first one is results or fruit. Again, you need to look for results. You know, <clears throat> you know, whatever it is that you need, what kind of fish are you fishing for? Do you know? Then you need to look. When you start, when you start looking for someone to connect with in ministry, you start looking for someone to connect with and someone to listen to. And, and listen, I don't listen to a lot of, uh, a lot of TV show uh, you know, evangelists and things because they're out of town. I don't know about them. But when someone starts pouring into me and I start getting nourished, then I say, okay, now there's some good stuff happening there. And there's some results. There's some fruit. If you're not getting any fruit, you need to go fish somewhere else. And if you're seeing results opposite of what, I mean, you know, it's like, like I said about the marriage thing, why, why follow a marriage counselor who's been married and divorced six times, you know, is it fun financially? You know, I mean, if you need, you need somebody to pour into you and teach you how to, you know, you know do something like first um, uh, FPU, Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey, you know, a guy who has made it, a guy who has done it. Don't find somebody who's been bankrupt six or seven times in their life and say, hey, I need some financial advice today. No, you you got to find, so, so look for people with results. Look for ministries with results that are building families or a balance. You know, you know balance is, you know, uh, every, every good fisherman has tried and true techniques, but they also use feel. Uh, that's one I need to get David to talk to you about it after. But there are both. There's, it's not just the truth, but it's also the passion. And in ministry, if you're not careful, we can get imbalanced either way. We can get so, we can get so, so insistent upon truth that we fail to see the grace. Or we can get so insistent on grace and passion that we fail to hold on to the truth. There is balance. There is both. And so, so be careful to see that. And integrity. You know what integrity is? I know, I know there's several definitions out there, but integrity, if you think about a material or something, and I've told you this before, it's like a metal. Integrity means it's the same all the way through. There are no fissures. There are no, there are no air holes. There, you know, it's not stronger in one area and weaker in another area. It is solid all the way through. And the same thing, when you're, when you're, looking, you're looking for ministry, you're looking for a book to read. You're looking for someone to, that you can you know, record their, you know, their sermons or whatever on TV and listen to them look for integrity because you know if just like when you're fishing out of town you catch that fish and man it looks beautiful to me but I didn't know that on the inside you know it's poison and that poison will get inside of me so you need to be careful where you're fishing look for integrity and look for uh, it's got to be Jesus focused stop fishing with people who take your focus off of Jesus even if they put their attention on doctrine if it's their own doctrine and it's not Jesus doctrine. That's one of the reasons we say around here so often, it's not about us. It's not about us. It is about Jesus and the next person he needs to reach. That's what this is all about. That has to be our focus. And even sitting in the boat fishing and saying, God, I've got a need in my life. God, my marriage is under attack. God, I don't know 
where I need to go to school next year. Whatever, even sitting there at that moment, the focus must be on Jesus and the next person he needs to reach and come in contact with. It, everything has to be Jesus-focused when you're fishing. Back to Scripture. And when they did, when they, when they fished in the place where Jesus told them to fish, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. You know why you need to let Jesus, you know why you need to let it be about Jesus, you know why you need to let him show you where the fish are, you, need to, you want to know why it's important for you to listen to the things the pastor's telling you today about your fishing for your own personal stuff, and you need to go get it. Let me tell you why, because, you know, instead, of, instead of waiting here for it, let me tell you why you need to let, because Jesus knows where the fish are. And so what is it you're fishing for? What is it? You have a financial need? Someone in your family sick? Is, is your marriage under attack? What is it you're fishing for? Jesus knows where those fish are. He knows where your financial, next financial blessing is. He knows where the answer to all of your, whatever it is. If your marriage is under attack, he knows where the strength is for your marriage. You need to find out. And you're not, you're not going to hear that. You might hear some of it on Sunday morning, but you're not going to hear everything you need to hear in an hour and 10 minutes on a Sunday morning. You have to fish for yourself. We want to encourage you. We want to help you. But you've got to do it. You've got to get out there. You've got to be digging into the Word yourself. You've got to be praying. You've got to be seeking Him. You need your own praise and worship CDs or, you know, or MP3s. You, know, you, you, you need it. You need your own Spotify um, song list. You have to do it yourself. We're here to help you, but you have to do it. And when you do it, you're going to start having Jesus point out, say, here's the place to fish. Here's the place. He knows where your, he knows where your fish are. He knows where the fish are that you're seeking for. Not just fish. He knows where your fish are. What is it you want? What is it you need? He knows where those fish are. Stand with me. Would you all come join me at the front? We'll do a last closing prayer and a final song. Amen. So, so what is it you want? Let me, let me read you one last scripture, okay? This is another time Jesus did this same miracle. And this is what he told uh, uh, Jesus said, throw out on the other side. And Simon says, Master, we worked hard all night last night. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Diligent patience. Uh, this is probably the most, one most important missing element in a good fisherman. The difference between a fisherman and a good fisherman, or maybe a fisherman and a great fisherman, and also a weak Christian and a strong Christian. Diligent patience. Not passive patience that sits and is waiting for Jesus to drop it in your lap. You know, like I said a little bit ago, waiting for Jesus to wake you up on a Monday morning and say, you need to go look for a job. Not a passive patience, a diligent patience, a patience that keeps casting. Come on, get this. Keeps casting. Keeps throwing out the net. Now, I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't understand God. I'm not getting anything from you. But just keep casting the net out there. Keep working. Keep working that bait. Working it back. Working it back. Do everything you know to do. I, I don't have the answer yet. I don't have the solution yet. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know why God or why, where God is taking it. I don't know any of the, You just keep doing what you know to do. Just keep, keep praying, keep reading, keep connecting. What do you need? 
What do you need in your life from God today? Every once in a while, more than that, He makes it about you. When you make it about Him, He makes it about you. Today, it's about you. A lot of times I preach stuff and you say, well, I wish you'd have preached on my need. Today's one of those days, preaching on your need. But it's not going to just happen right here. It can begin right here. What do you need? He's asking today. What do you need? Tell somebody. Tell, a, tell an angler standing next to you that you've got confidence in. Or, or come find a pastor or staff member and say, hey, I need, I need some prayer today. Tell somebody. It's important to him. He wants you to have what you need today. Wow. Did you know that? He doesn't want you fishing just for the sake of saying, mm, I got him to go fishing. Ha, 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 ha. No. He wants you to have what you need today. Close your eyes with me.